Listener discretion is advised, as the Ebenezer's podcast may contain suggestive and or triggering themes and overall adult content. Hello again, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode with The Ebenistas. This week, we are bringing you part two of episode 28, We Will Never Be Royals. If you're listening, you obviously know where to find us. So tell your mama, tell your daddy, and tell your bald head ass Grammy to get on it and join the Ebenista team. Now back to the Royals. Enjoy. Anyway, so let's talk about the, the, the true, the biggest person, the biggest person against yes. her. So... Okay, so Pierce Morgan, right? Fuck this guy, first of all. If I'm sure everyone knows who he is. Um, he's just an asshat all around. So Pierce Morgan um, is on <laughs> Good Morning UK. Um, is, it, is it ABC UK or is it just Good Morning UK? Like, does ABC have, like, a, cor- like a corresponding UK? Okay, so I don't know what it is. It's a morning talk okay. show. But I, but you know we have Good Morning America here, right? Is it Good Morning America? Whatever. Yeah, Good Morning America or, you know, you're live with Kelly and whatever, whoever it is now. Um, <laughs> it's just a morning talk show, a morning syndicated talk show that they have in the UK that's been going on for Doreen, a long time. Doreen, what if we get a morning talk show one day? Oh, I hope not. I am not a morning person. Like, y'all really have to pay me. I'm going to be honest. Y'all but that's really where the money is. Money. I would take it, but you're going to have to pay me to wake up early and be bright. And what bubbly. if the morning show, what if we're allowed to like, what if someone does our makeup, right? And we get all ready, but we're allowed to just lay in the bed. I can't sleep with anyone touching well, We're me. not going to sleep. We're going to be on the morning show, but we just get to lay down now. I mean, if, if, if someone was like, hey, I would love for you guys to do a morning show. We're going to pay you. Okay, cool. Yes, done. Yeah. Sold, signed. I'll make it work, but it, I'm going to have to be awake for a while to be both. It would be really cool is if we did it in bed, like we had it in a bed. Okay, well, I mean, obviously we would do it in bed. That's gross. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but, right, we are all set up with our mics and everything, and then we always have a breakfast in front of us, so like those cute little trays they bring to us. And then we just like, it's like me and you just like in bed, like reading our morning papers, but instead we're doing our morning show together. All right. That's our pitch guys. So if you hear this, make it happen. Make it happen. Captain. Make it happen. Okay. Anyway. So Pierce Morgan, he's on, they're doing the episode. They're reviewing um, the interview that Oprah does. He is a pure like royalist. He's all about the royals. He thinks they can do no wrong. He has it out for Meghan Markle, um, particularly. And we, at this point, we know why. But at the time that this airs, it's kind of, to me, personally, I'm just like, obviously the guy just hates her for some reason. He's just a hateful person. Um, and he's just all about the royals. So what really bothered me um, is that he goes on to say, um, what she did is she painted the royalists out to be white supremacists. And I was like, that is not what she said. And that, I don't think that's what she conveyed at all. I think when you take that and take that description, I think he pushed it a little too far with that description. I think what she was describing was yes a sense a form of racism 
and prejudice, but not white supremacy. White supremacy to me, I'm like, that to me just signals a sense of a little bit more. Like it senses, to me, it signals um, the like violence. It signals like, you know, like the whole Aryan nation and like all that to me, right? So I don't think that's what she was trying to do at all. Well, you have to understand that the UK doesn't have, they don't have KKK. Like they don't have that over there. So when you, when he said white supremacy, again, I'm not taking up for him. I think he was trying to say that they were literally trying to suppress her blackness in order to make her fit into their white dominated society and, you know, class structure. Don't they? That's what I, wait, but don't uh-huh. they, do, I mean, they don't have, what do they have over there? They have Nazis. I guess they have Nazi, but they don't have the KKK. So that's why we associate it with extreme violence, mm-hmm. like what happened at the White House and those types of things. But white supremacy is just keeping white people at the mm-hmm. top. And then so by any means necessary is is where we um, kind of fall in the U.S. because it's been so violent here. Um, and not to say that they don't have racist attacks yeah, over there. They do. They have. But it's it's not quite as violent. Yeah as we have had in the okay that's fair that's fair okay so yeah you're right you're right so like his his frame of mind of saying that is could be completely different from what we're thinking um yeah you're right you're right okay so that would be helpful oh but to be clear pierce morgan is an asshat i'm not no 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 no, no. i get what you're saying i get what you're saying so yeah i mean that's a matter of culture but this is why i love linguistics like I love it across the board and cultures and because yeah, you could literally say the, the same phrase and it could mean almost two different things to do to a different culture. So, um, but I, I mean, and, and it ends up in this whole big thing, right? Because you've got um, this panel of people, I think on the show, I think there was about five people. One of the guys um, on the panel, he was, I don't know if he was biracial or if he was just black. Uh, He's biracial. biracial. Okay. Um, He was really handsome, by the way. I was like, ooh, hey. Everyone involved What? Well, well, those have bald heads, so like, you know. Kind of makes it a good thing for me now. Like, before it wasn't like a thing necessarily but like now that like you know once your mate kind of has those certain features you kind of like grow into it like a little bit i'm going through a beard phase Girl. right now like i really like men with beards like oh i'm just like oh hey Girl, are you late hey, hey hey i'm not late like i've always it's always been a thing but i've noticed that like when i see a guy that i think is handsome he typically now will have a beard before i was like oh it's fine i'm like oh like you have like a bare face like why can you not grow your hair What's happening? I, anyway. <laughs> Listen, I, mm, well, I mm, I'm trying to think of a percentage of men that I appreciate with like beards. And I want to say like, I was going to say 90, but I'm going to go 85. Beards are for men what makeup is for women because most men look so much better with them as long as you're like you know in shape i, I don't necessarily like the mountain man beards i'm still not mm-hmm. a fan of those like the zz top mm-hmm. kind of Calm stuff down. that's no no too far um but yeah they're it's makeup for men because 
without it they look different with it they look amazing it brings them up like a couple points every time oh yeah the point system (laughs) goes up it's like give a man a guitar that's like i mean what were we talking about the other day wasn't that just what we were talking about the other day and i was like well and oh we were talking about my so-called life and it was yeah. Jared Leto. I was like, and in, and um, the man knows how to is a musician. And I was like, you're like that's points for Javi. <laughs> so I remember in Denver, uh, there was this this guy who was a redhead, and he was he was a smaller petite thing. He he lived in like Italy and all these different like European countries, but he was American. His name was Drew. Um, he was by no means like someone I found attractive like to hook up with, but he wasn't a bad looking guy. And then one day we're all hanging out, and he's like you know, I'm going to pull out my guitar. And then he starts like singing. And I was like, <laughs> I, I it had never happened to he me starts, before. His like, voice <laughs> start coming off. What, what's happening? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> it was, there was a room full of people. So I didn't do, but I've just looked at him completely different from that day. And I was like, hi, hi, Drew. <laughs> hi. And I was like, he was the sweetest kid, but, his voice was that of just like, it was velvety and just, it, you would just not expect it. He was such a talented kid, come to find out like he was an artist and he was a singer and he was, I'm sure he is out here doing amazing things now because that that kid was amazing. Like he was awesome. So anyway, we, we went really Drew, far. Drew, if you're out there. Wait, okay, I have one more thing. Go ahead, <laughs> no, finish. I was gonna say Drew, if you're out there and you've been following Doreen, um, just saying. So, I was reading something else, and they're like, "What? When did black people and gingers form an alliance?" We always and they said her. it's because <laughs> gingers get treated like black people. White <laughs> people treat gingers like black people, and so we have an alliance <laughs> because they're... anyway. But it's a thing. Like I, I like I. I like a guy with like red I hair love. and stuff like we we have a whole post on it. Go back yeah. and look at it. We have a whole slideshow of our like old to gingers Ew. like because mm, yum, yum, yum. So anyway, if you are a black person and you think gingers are cute, please let us know. I want to know if it's just us because I don't know what it is. It's so Listen, bizarre. But anyway, I dated a ginger in college and I was like, look at Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Hello. Hello. Listen. All right. What are we talking about? <laughs> okay. So back to Pierce Morgan. So this panel, right? So everyone else um, kind of is in listening mode, right? And so Pierce and this other guy um, start kind of like going back and forth, heated exchange. Um, and the, I mean, really, they're trying to have a conversation, you know, but Pierce is just being overbearing. Uh, his co-host, his name is, oh man, my phone just did some weirdness. And of course- I'll I fight that it. phone. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. His his co host name is Alex Beresford. Okay. So Alex, right? Alex is obviously you can see it in the video. It's trying to have like this more of like a calmer conversation with him. Um, Pierce is just more than known to just kind of fly off the handle sometimes, and just you know being the louder person in the room means that you're right. Apparently, that kind of personality, and he's doing that thing that people who are racist do. Um, where they're like, well, I'm not racist. And, you know, tell me, tell me a time that the Royals have ever done anything racist and, you know, show me proof and blah, blah, blah. And that was another thing that came up, right? Was, um, when have they ever done or said anything racist? 
And well, first of all, we already know historically, as Doreen pointed out, they don't say much of anything. It's not just historically, they don't talk about anything. Second of all, uh, when's the last time the Royals had anyone of person of color coming into their family where they should be commenting on it? Can I mean, like, has there been? No, this is the first. Right. From what from what we can remember, right? I don't think there's ever been enough, like a person of color coming into their family. So they've never been, never had to deal with the situation interpersonally. Maybe they've shown support for things in their own way, you know, publicly or whatever. That's why I asked the Black Lives Matter question because sure maybe they they maybe someone supported something or said something to the public somewhere and said yeah we support this or we support that or whatever maybe they they supported black lives matter i don't know cool whatever but everyone knows that um was it the the white the white parents always say oh yeah we give to the naacp and like oh we love our black friends and oh we love this but once your daughter starts dating the black guy and he brings him home all of a sudden it's Oh shit! What do we do? So, have the royals ever had to deal with that? Now that now the black person is in your home, so of course maybe they haven't had to deal. There's never been the chance for them to possibly say something racist or do anything that is inherently racist because maybe they haven't had it to address it. So it. Okay, so what he was trying to say is that typically in the let me not I'm not speaking yeah. for him. Let me let me because Pierce is trash. Okay, so historically the royals have never been seen as having any racist issues because of how accepting they were of like Michael Jackson and you know Jesse Jackson. Like there there is countless countless people of color that have received like they've been knighted and they've been to the White House. They've been invited to dinner. My parents have a picture with the Queen of <gasps> England, which explains hey. my bias. Yeah just realized so and they everyone says the same thing she was lovely she was so kind she asked questions and and by by all accounts she is never queen of england has never been described as racist that doesn't mean that they don't have any sort of stereotypical views or questions because this is the first time a person of color has been in their family and so i'm so what i was trying to figure out is how you were wrapping that back to pierce because that's what he said he said when have the royals ever said or done anything racist and so that's my, my, my explanation is that they've never had it in their family. So you can go around and say, yeah, they were really nice to these black people. You know, people can always say, yeah, I gave to this, this, I support this, you know, black organization. I support this. Maybe I knighted this person. I was really nice to Jesse Jackson. Your mom has a picture with them, but have you ever had a black person in your house? Have you ever had a black person in your family? It, are you now is your bloodline now connected to a black to black person people act differently when it's in their family uh, right so 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 okay do you, do you understand what i'm saying so like i'm trying but I, I i'm still trying to tie it back to pierce so so pierce said yeah. that he said made a he yeah. made that comment so w- what else did he say that made but that's upset? my but that's part of the conversation it's just like they haven't had that that's part of my conversation is they haven't had that they probably haven't had that chance possibly to show that or 
show that part of themselves if it if it exists again we don't know inherently if if they are racist if i mean because we're not we haven't been in the room where it happens the room where it happens the room where it happens how dare you how dare you sing the hamilton songs on here how dare uh, you, excuse ma'am? you and it works because it's part of the it's with england it's the, the king was in it what was his song okay you're a hater okay but you don't understand what i mean does, does that make sense Okay. Yes. So his co-host, Alex Beresford, um, said that he called he called Morgan out because he said that he had relentlessly criticized Megan in recent mm-hmm. years and had put out so many statements, basically casting a doubt on her level of truthfulness. And whenever she spoke out about feeling suicidal and stuff like that. So when Pierce got upset, mm-hmm. though was when he basically called Pierce out and said, you are a hater because you were once part of the inner circle. You used to be friends with Megan and she cut you off because of some of the stuff that she said that you were saying that she didn't like. And when she cut you off, you went for her hard. You couldn't stop talking about her only after she cut you out of her circle. But that's something he never wanted to address. And he got like all upset and flustered and got up and quit. Okay. On site. See, when I looked, when I was watching that, Every clip I found, I could not find the clip of him walking out and what caused him to walk out. It literally stopped and like would not show me that, that particular part. So, okay, so that's the part. And then now we understand that there was, a, that apparently they went on a date and she it didn't go anywhere. He apparently tried to ask her out again, and she's like, I'm not interested. Like, this isn't my scene with you. And apparently he now is that creepy, bitter guy who's trying to get his dick wet, couldn't get it, and now he's boohooing and spreading you know, gossip about her. So yeah. So let's talk about how all so he quit like a big old baby. Big old like bitch. He, he was talking all all this craziness and was just like, oh no, blah blah blah, very aggressive about her and you know, outspoken. Part of what fueled that whole tablet tablet tabloid hate towards Megan was because of how strong his opinions were because I know her personally, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing. Um but you know, again, uh he was a bitter man that was rejected. Um and so what was interesting was that his friend came to his 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 um his mm-hmm. side. Sharon Osbourne, don't you talk about my friend Pierce like that. He's a journalist and it is our right as journalists to give our opinions, whether people agree with them or not. We have strong opinions and that's exactly what we've always done. And I'm tired of this politically correct world where we're not allowed to say how we feel and say how we think. This is our job. This is his job. He's not a racist. You guys don't know him. He's a good person. The problem with that is that this bitch is extremely problematic her damn self. So... (laughs) There's a story. Well, so she's known as being a bully. So is Pierce Morgan. They are both known as being these two big bullies in British, you know, whatever news and you mean publications bullies and on TV. being friends with bullies. Simon, oh, what's his name? Cowell. 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 Simon Cowell. Mm-hmm. Yes, 
like there's a picture you can find many pictures of all three of them just hanging just out up buddied up hanging out having just ass- they sit around and just are assholes together like like how can we be bigger assholes like you know what do you do what do you you're what an do you asshole suggest? i'm an asshole so, <laughs> she was on so we most people know her because she's on a show called the talk that show is now being put on hold Ugh. because of all of the stuff that has happened since she came out to defend yeah. Pierce because her co-hosts were like, no, no, like you're racist too. We have a problem with you too. Well, you know, you are. Okay. So I watched this. I had to, I had to find the clip. Cause did you watch it? Watch the what? talk. Did you watch this episode? Oh no, I don't. Watch okay. So I don't watch any of it either. Um, but I did, when I found out that what she said, I went back and I was like, I need to find this segment, of course. And it was ridiculous. Um, so just like Pierce, um, hers was even more interesting. And the fact that we are where we are because of Oprah's interview, and it's just wild to me. And But this is why I liked it even more why I'm so interested is because it has sparked all this conversation and brought back up these um, obvious um, uh, examples of where people are would rather are really showing their their racist tendencies more by digging themselves into a hole like continuing to dig themselves into a hole rather than just shutting the fuck up and just listening and just realizing that they are just that they're just you know just instead of just i don't know being open to learning something about themselves and being open to the fact that hey you know what maybe i am being an asshole you know um so they didn't even um the, the segment starts off this is actually the first thing that they start talking about they were they're like let's talk about you know um, the interview and they're like, so you, they're like sharing your really close friends with peers. Um, how do you feel about what he said kind of thing? And she just starts aggression, like right off the back, like no one else was being aggressive. Um, she just starts aggression right off the back. And she was like, um, well, I'm now like being told that I'm racist because he's my friend and because what she's like do i agree with what he said no do i think what he said was right no blah 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 but i'm not racist and because i'm defending his freedom of speech and because i think that he has a right to say what he wants to say that i'm racist now like that's that's ridiculous you know this whole thing right and you know she's getting all huffy and puffy and she's like this is my favorite and we all know, like, once you say something like this, it's just like, there goes a red flag. She says, I am the la- the least racist person in the world. Oh, <gasps> oh, no, no, no. Here we go. Listen, I had Bill listen to that, and he, too, was just like, nope, nope. <sighs> what do you think when someone says so that? I, when someone says that, I mean, it usually means that, like, they may have one or two black people that they keep like in in not not close <laughs> but like someone that they can say like if i needed you to be here for this photo op i, I could call you and you wouldn't be like it's yeah. weird like just enough but like they, there is this whole thing that a lot of people who are privileged and white 
do where they have people of color around them and they automatically make them like that person of pity like they're constantly trying to give them things not brand new things but like oh i have this i don't really want it do you like this is my trash but like for you this may be like a a diamond i don't know here you go i've done a good deed for the day (laughs) Uh, you know like so in in reading about her um so i mean i watched like all the shows that they had back Mm -hmm. in the day i never really had an issue with her i didn't realize that she was doing all this stuff i haven't i haven't watched any of her tv shows but apparently she was on the x factor Mm -hmm. and they have all these clips of her literally crying laughing while contestants are on or performing um she's made fun of people for being overweight she called susan boyle she said that she looks like a hairy asshole um she sent people wow. uh, Tiffany boxes filled with her own shit what? to people that she disliked. And she has been doing so for a long time. Um, yeah. She put she shits in a box, a Tiffany's box, and then mails them to people that she doesn't like. That's some crazy shit. So you are the one defending Pierce. So here's the story most recently that happened that I was just like, bro, th- ma'am, you shouldn't be coming to anybody's defense at all. Like, I see why you think it's okay because of what you're doing. So she recently, a couple years ago, she got in trouble because she fired her assistant for not having a sense of humor. Yes, I love After she forced him to go go back into a burning building to save her artwork. And then she also took off his oxygen mask and put it on her dog Mm -hmm. instead of the person who actually went into the burning building because she sent him and then fired him after he went. Just ridiculous. So clearly you are not the person to come to anyone's defense. So now because of her, her quick to, you know, come to his back, now her show is on hold. But um, yeah, so basically stop stop being racist. If you're not racist, shut the fuck up about other racists and mind your damn business. And let me, let me, sorry, preface this again by saying stop being racist. Well, the bigger, the, the other thing that was crazy is so Cheryl Underwood, um, it was her and Cheryl Underwood that were primarily having this conversation, right? And all throughout this, this discussion that was being had, Sharon is getting more and more agitated. And... Cheryl's Cheryl held her ground let me tell you like Cheryl really did a really great job of taking this in and Cheryl and um her other co-host I don't know her name um were trying to explain to Sharon why it may be perceived to other people that her defending Pierce may be racist right in other words saying like you defending him saying you may you may not be racist and Cheryl's like you're my friend I don't think you're racist I've talked to you in person I've come to you in confidence about things like I don't feel like you're racist at all or else you know we would not be friends like I trust you but this is why you know you can saying that he has the right to say these things and what have you why this is problematic and um, you know, it shows that, you, you know, he may, you supporting this means that you support racist behavior by you dismissing it as such. Yeah. You know, like I said, so she's like, but I'm not, she's like, I, she's, I'm just saying that he has a right to say what he, his opinion and da da da. And I, I don't think what he said was right, but, but he has a right. And then, you know, so there's this big thing. She's like, but I'm not racist. And, da, da, da. and then meanwhile, she also, you know, Cheryl's 
um, I can't remember what she said, but Cheryl, I guess, got a little choked up a little bit. And she actually looks at Cheryl and goes, oh, no, don't you start crying. If anyone should be crying, it should be me. And it was just like in this moment of this conversation of talking about um, racism and, um, you know, just how, um, I, I don't know, just, just that whole energy of that. Here you are having this white woman look at a black woman and say, you don't get to tell, like her, you telling a black woman, don't you sit there and cry. This is about me now. It, it was just so, the whole thing. Narcissistic. Yeah, like, and it was just so yeah. like, all about this is the problem you know here we are having a white woman all of a sudden like oh me oh my and then sharon goes like two days later or like a day later she sits down with kevin something on an interview i can't he's another like known well-known interviewee viewer whatever reporter and she's like they ambushed me she's saying now that like they did it on purpose She's like, the people in the view, like, they knew, um, they did this to me on purpose. They, they knew I, they knew something about whatever. And I was the sacrificial, she said she was the sacrificial lamb. Yeah. So now she's playing victim. And it's really ridiculous. Like, it's really sad that, how would they have known that you were going to have such an outburst about a racial conversation like that, which has now proven the point that you, yes, you now have racial issues and that you probably are racist um, or at least prejudiced in some form. How did they know that? By asking you a simple question of, what do you think of Pierce's, what he had to say? So her whole thing and Pierce's whole thing is, oh, this is just part of society and their cancel culture. Mm -hmm. Everybody's just looking for someone to cancel. And and the problem with that is that, yes, we are living in the cancel culture society. However, a lot of times it takes to task people who need to be held yes. accountable for the things that they did. Pierce created a really hostile environment for Megan because if his feelings were hurt, whatever it is, while downplaying his own personal feelings about it and just trashed yeah. her. And when you start talking about how someone doesn't have the right to be suicidal yeah. because of the position that they're in, that's not really up to you yeah. and it's none of your business and it's not for you to judge or to say that she's lying. Yeah. Like, why would someone lie about that? Like, what, what do you think that she's trying to accomplish, especially when she's married to someone whose mother died in a tragic circumstance after you, you the, the British tabloids, did the exact same thing to her? So I, I just, I think Sharon, Sharon, she put it, like, again, she was a bully defending another bully. And then it was like, oh, surprise, now you're in the yeah. shit too. Now your shit's coming out. And now Pierce's shit is coming out. Now everybody's yeah. stuff is coming out because you guys, you guys are guilty yeah. of this. I'm not saying you can't grow or make this a growing experience, but as long as you keep on, I'm going to just dig my heels and say that everyone else is wrong but us. Yeah. That sounds like a bully. Well, so. And you are. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Hey there. Say hi, Savy. <laughs>
<laughs> Running after this little monster is the highlight of my days and nights. And even though we spend most of our time at home, we have our routine and that means getting dressed every day. And as anyone with a little one knows, sometimes that means several outfits a day. Well, Littlest Prince not only has baby covered, but mommy too. I just got matching shirts for Xavi and I, and I regret nothing. I can't wait to get him this one I found that says mom's ride or die. So cute. So head to littlestprince.com and at checkout, enter Ebonistas for a special discount on your order. So the, the other, the crazy thing. So I love the Sharon part because Sharon is playing this victim, right? Um, I sound like a total like, like TMZ news journalist about this thing. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. Um, the crazy thing about it, right, is there is this agreement apparently that the the girls on the show had was that we would never um they would never um what do you call it surprise each other with questions right because it happened one time and one of the girls got really hurt and they were just like to the point like the girl cried apparently and they were all like, okay, we'll never do this again. Like that was not fair. That wasn't what we intended. We were just here to have a conversation, whatever. And so Sharon was like, she felt like that was fucked up. And so, but what they, she did not say in her interview and what she did not say in all this rant of I'm the victim, I'm the victim was homegirl was late for that day. She missed the whole conversation about what they're going to be talking about in the morning. She missed the whole thing of what questions were going to be said and da 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 so she missed the whole thing she was late so yeah you can't say you were surprised when you were the one who wasn't yeah for your job exactly so and not only that but like how were they supposed to know that you were gonna start getting sad about and upset about a question about your friend and start ranting about how you're not racist when you clearly are. So, Sharon, and I've been thinking about this. I'm sorry, but I just love this topic and I can't wait to see what happens in the next few weeks. This is like my, like I said, my TMZ moment. So not only that, but now we know um, at this point, that Sharon has had the reason why the show is on hiatus for now another week. It's been two weeks now, is because now we have previous hosts, co-hosts of hers from the show, that have come back and said that she has said homophobic comments, she has said more racial slurs, and comments to them, um, had people fired on purpose. Um, I mean, just some terrible things. And you know what? Honestly, I too used to watch um, the Osbournes and stuff like that. Um, I remember um, I watched a couple different things, new segments about her and stuff like that in the last few weeks. And one of the things that I remember one of the guys said um, from one uh, some panel I, I was watching, he said, you know, everyone knows um, about Sharon in the metal world is that they said if you weren't if you didn't get cussed out by Sharon Osborne, you were in the wrong circles basically you hadn't made it in the metal world because she was just yep. known for that like she did she didn't treat she didn't she treated everyone like shit so to me and I'm just like some people may find that kind of funny it's just like oh like she just might be a badass and blah 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 but to me like 
when what I from what I remember about the Osbournes and from this history and from like her opening her mouth and all this trouble that she always gets into, blah blah blah. She's just a shitty person at the end of the day. She's not a badass. She's 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 not any I mean, she's a strong woman, yes. I understand that she um, you know, she managed her husband's her career in a male dominated um uh, sector and things like that. But um wasn't she a mistress turned wife? What do you mean? Wasn't he married when they started messing around and then he eventually divorced his first wife and then married her? I don't know. I don't know, but she was but she managed his career. So her her background actually her dad um was an extremely violent man. He was a music promoter and she she says growing up she saw him threaten people, beat people up. Like that was a very common occurrence in her mm. childhood was to see her dad bullying people. So that's mm. kind of where her personality comes from. But she probably thinks there's nothing wrong with being forceful and treating everybody like dirt because you got to do what you got to do to make people give you what mm -hmm. you want. No excuse. Yeah. yeah. That thing that you just told me about her mailing her shit in the Tiffany boxes, like that's disgusting. It's so disgusting. It's so... Uh, God, she's gross. So gross. So I just think it's really interesting, like, this the big conversation that it slid into and what it really is coming down to is, like, this big racial... These racial undertones. And you've got these people who are like, oh, it's not about race, and I'm not racist, and da 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 And, like, this whole conversation is about race. This is a racial problem. Like this is why we're all here and why this all started in the first place and why it's a big problem is because Megan is part black and that we would not be here having this big conversation like this if she was not part black. Like in this particular conversation, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I just don't get it. And now we have another person trying to come back to relativity 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 there you go good job um cindy lopper now cindy lopper is coming to the defense of sharon osborne did you see that this morning no just again you guys just shut up your mouth just shut up what did you not just see what happened to your what homie? Like your homie just went down for doing the same thing. So like now it's my turn. Let me throw myself on this, you know, like sword. Look at her. She was like, okay. she was like, I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> I was like, Cindy, who was asking no you? Asked. Who was asking you to? Do and she this? goes, okay. She goes, what did she say? She was like, everyone. She was like, everyone makes mistakes. She just, she just misspoke, and I was like. That woman has been misspeaking her whole life, okay? Like, not only that, but did you know what she originally said about Mark Megan? That was so controversial, no. what Sharon said? No. <laughs> she goes, when they, when, um, oh God, she's, this is the quote, she ain't black, she doesn't even look black. So therefore, anything fucked up that you say about her isn't racist. But you know that she is. Okay, whatever. Listen, uh, <laughs> these are the bigger conversations, right? Like, you know, the the, the 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 peers saying, you know, what, saying that it's okay. He basically was like, it's okay. He's like, well, what, why wouldn't a family member ask what 
what color is the child going to come out to? That seems like a perfectly normal thing for someone to ask in a family. Like, why? what's wrong with that? And I was like, what? That's that in itself is white privilege. The fact that you feel like that's okay to ask, it shouldn't matter. It's going to be part of your family no matter what shade the child is. So why ask a question like that? So if she said it was dark skin, what then you what, what was your response? How is she supposed to predict that? Like, I don't understand. Does she use her magical black girl powers to see inside of her yeah. room? I, how is she supposed to predict yeah, that? Like, how, like he looked, it's like, I, it almost sounded like to me, like someone looked at Harry and like looked at him very seriously and was like, listen, Harry, can you tell us exactly how dark will this child be? Have you seen, <laughs> there's a, they made like a meme where they're um a queen england is like the queen of england is talking to Meghan markle like and she's looking at the baby and they're all smiling mm -hmm. and then they photoshopped like the little like color swatch mm -hmm. in her hand and she's like trying to see how dark the baby is like she's like <laughs> lining it up on the color swatch it's horrible they need to but, do one uh, with the check paper out our social media <laughs> we'll have you need to do one with the babe with her and harry like at the front door of the castle with the paper bag that would be uh, so so i think we can all agree this whole the whole interview it wasn't really about what was unearthed in the interview necessarily it wasn't a lot of it 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 basically proved Megan's point about the fact that like these people have been coming for her with a fierceness and they do not want to back down they do not disagree they don't see anything wrong in what they're doing and they'll double down on it if 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 push comes to shove and in the case of pierce morgan will literally quit their job so that they can keep on spouting the same mm -hmm. bullshit that they were spouting before yep yep it's um it's really sad really i mean it's really sad that people choose um to stay in their bubble rather than trying to evolve um ignorance is bliss yeah, it is and some people want to stay there then i mean but we the fact is is that you can't change everyone right um we can hope and we can wish and hope for utopia um but in this day and age i mean like it's just not going to happen um i don't think that's just where we're going to be in the world there's just too many people too much in society so um but i have to say that like i am interested that i'm always interested in these things that happen like this because of the the conversations that it opens up to have i talked to you about um the reboot of the re the real world yet not the reboot but like they brought back the original cast um i can't remember if that was you i have discussed this with someone recently but i don't know who so i'm gonna say okay. no so the reason i'm bringing this up um did i explain to you the, the big the racial conversation that they had on there i'm gonna also say okay just no. want to check because if if you didn't hear that then okay so the reason i'm bringing this up is because it's the same it's kind of the same thing right um so they brought back the original cast um from the first real world san diego new york girl Oh, New York. I don't know why. You know what? Because I was all about... San Diego. Girl, New York. Are you kidding me? New York. With P P Puck? Crazy Puck? Puck? Puck. Tammy? <laughs> all, all of that? Pedro? Pedro. Oh, Pedro. R.I.P. Like that? Okay, go ahead. Oh, New York. Yeah, yeah okay. New all York, right. Sure. But the OGs, right? So 
I'm, it's, we're only on the third episode and someone has left, okay? But second episode, um, they revisit the conversation of race because in the first, um, in the original, um, they have this guy, I can't remember his name. Um, oh, give me one second. So um, on the show, um, and I'm going to go through this really briefly. Um, they have the two characters involved in this are Kevin Powell and then this other character, Becky, or Rebecca Blasman. So originally in the first um, season in the original, um, Kevin is woke as fuck way back early 90s, okay? Um, Kevin is um, having these conversations with people in the loft about, you know, um, racial tensions and like the differences the, of the black experience versus, you know, his white roommates and what have you. And even um, Heather, who is black, is a black woman on the show, she even is like, why is Kevin always so angry? Like, I'm just trying to chill. Like Heather's a rapper. Like she's like, I'm just trying to have fun. They're all in their early twenties and stuff like that, you know? Okay. I remember Heather. Yes. Yes. Okay. 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 It's coming back. So, right. Everyone's just trying to chill, but there's, you know, everyone there is that for the most part, people are listening, right? They have other characters, like they're having honest conversations about these things, but Kevin is being painted as, and back then early nineties, again, we weren't as open as we are now and understanding as we are now, he's being clearly painted as the angry black man who's just blaming white people for everything, right? This isn't just recently, this is literally during the Rodney King trials. Like they are also talking about at some point during um, the filming of the original um, about how Heather's talking about how like these police officers got off from killing um, some black guy on video. And she was like, how does that happen? She was like, I understand if a video, like if a recording doesn't uphold in court, but how does a video not uphold in court? And he himself, even at this early 20, 20 year old stage is just like, like he, he knew, like, he's just like, well, that's, that's just it. Right. So now we're here in, you know, 2020, when they started, when they started filming, the coronavirus had just started. And so they sit down on episode two. And they revisit this conversation and why they had this conversation, whatever. Heather, you know, everyone else has, you know, grown, grown up, whatever. Heather has grown even. And Heather is like, yo, like, homeboy was right. Like, everything he was saying back then, here we are, you know, 30 years later. And we got Black Lives Matter. We got this. We got that. He was right in our early 20s, right? Um, so they're their um other person becky perfect name right you're you're on mute i need you i need to hear your re reaction though no i need to hear your reaction bro where is this going i'm trying to tie this to the royals i'm like okay i'm because i'm getting there i have to explain it to you okay, okay. it's so good okay so becky okay Becky, um, white girl, right? They, she starts talking. She's like, well, um, I just don't, um, 
they, they start talking about like race and stuff like that and the current state of affairs and like white you know black lives matter i was about to say white lives matter <laughs> scary i think bill's getting to you never he will kiss the ground i walk on forever um <laughs> he will he better exactly um <laughs> so becky starts getting a little defensive right why becky why are you getting defensive we're just having a conversation about the state of things and where the world is right now with black lives and, da, da, da. and becky starts with and becky makes a comment and goes well you know i took this african dancing class nope 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 I took this African dancing class and, you know, I just felt, I, I didn't see color and it was like, oh, color got erased. And I just felt really like just a part of this community. And I mean, and then she, but the whole, the whole time they're having this conversation, you know, everyone else is listening. Everyone is, you know, just doing their part. One of the girls who he had argued with originally on the show, she's talking about how like, she now under, she understood and la da da. She's evolved. She now lives in Birmingham. She's teaching her kids about Black Lives Matter. She's she's really involved in all the stuff. Becky, meanwhile, is talking over him, is um, getting super defensive, is you know doing all those things that is proving the point of why we need to keep having these conversations. So that's why I'm I'm, I'm bringing it back to how these are these conversations we're having them together is while we're trying to have these conversations about race and these you, you have these conversations with these people who are getting up in arms all of a sudden they're, they start getting agitated and all of a sudden they start getting defensive and you know and they start making the conversations about themselves and about i'm not racist and i'm not this and i'm not that and it's just like if you just stopped and listened and just got and just just kind of got to the point where you're just out and just opened yourself up to listening, just learning about something else and about someone else's culture and experiences, then maybe you could, you know, be more empathetic and be a part of this movement and be a part of being on the right side of history. But instead you want to stay in your bubble and be ignorant. So anyways, long story short, Becky ends up leaving and she ends up doing the same thing that Sharon is doing right now and going, I think I got set up. I think they just wanted me to be a part, to be a poster for this political scam and be like, you know, um, the poster child for the, the his, whatever, his racial rants that he wanted to get into and blah, 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 and victim blaming. And I was just like, you know, Becky, get out. Nobody needed you. This is ridiculous. So I don't know, like just these conversations of, these obvious conversations of, um, of yeah sorry are you okay no because you keep clicking the thing off and on and it's distracting me oh i'm just trying to not hear all the screaming outside and the baby it's okay it sounds like they're about to start like a riot outside of my it's window. okay it's just children playing but they're just extremely loud and they like to scream and stuff so 
I mean, I so yes, uh, understanding that your experience is not the only experience, and and especially if you are not part of the group of the you know like of the people that are talking about their negative experiences, you don't have to feel something in order to acknowledge that it exists for others. Um, so let's talk about yeah, let's talk about like let's so as we wrap things up with the whole. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. What was his last name again? We talked about this on another episode. What, what was his last name? Who? Harry. <laughs> so I just legit in my head with Harry Markle? <laughs> no, right? And it's like, nope, nope, not quite. I mean, he is, he is definitely has, you know, he has his wife's back, but I don't know if he's going to change his last name. Oh, we did um, look this up. We're terrible. We did. Oh my god, we're the worst. Okay, so his actual name. Harry. Hold Harry. What? Harry. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that's not it. What is it? It's so crazy. Like they literally don't mention it at all in his um. What? His. Hold on. No, no, no. Prince Harry. Duke of Sussex, Prince Henry of Wales. It's Henry Charles Albert David. David, that's what it was. Listen, okay. this guy has four first names. <laughs> so you know it's Listen, real. Okay, four <laughs> first names. First of all, can I just tell you, Harry is my favorite of the brothers. Um, And I also, really quick, I don't agree with the fact that his grandmother took away his uh, military badges. I, that was wrong, completely wrong to me. Like, he served his country. But why did they take them? I don't know. It was along with the whole thing of taking his, taking his, um, what do you call it? his title and stuff like that. But to additional, I, to me personally, I'm like, I don't think you should be taking away his his military things at all, any at all. Like, the, what did he? He didn't do anything wrong. He served his country. So they only took back any honorary military appointments or titles that he had, not his entire service. I I just don't think that's why the why the honorary stuff. Because if you leave, if you're leaving all of your royal duties, some of the things that he did in the in the military was because of his status, like. Let's say he was, what was his rank? Um, he was, he was confirmed as the captain general of the Royal Marines. Mm -hmm. And so he had to give back those titles that weren't, that he hadn't earned necessarily. Oh, okay. They just him. gave it to him. Okay. Okay. I thought they, get, I yeah. thought they took back like all of his, like the, the, when I looked it up, when I looked thing. it up, the way they made it sound, it was like that he gave back everything. And I was like, ah, like, how dare they? Like he served. They're making it seem almost as if he renounced his ties to England, period, and was just like, I am, you know, now going to be an American yeah. or a Canadian. Because they started off in Canada for a while, and then they eventually moved to the U.S. Yeah. During this time of social isolation and self-quarantine, you may not feel safe going to the bookstore, or you don't want to wait for your books to arrive in the mail. Audible lets you take your books anywhere with you, no contact required. 
The best part of Audible is that you can listen to a new book while you're on the go or even at home, chilling, cooking, cleaning. Don't forget, you can also ask Alexa to play a book or podcast for you, Ebenistas, who else is trying to learn something new? For me, it was Italian. So I used Audible to help me practice my skills. Give Audible a chance to help you learn something new by starting a free 30-day trial. That's audible.com backslash Ebenistas, E-B-O-N-I-S-T-A-S. Audible has thousands of books that you can listen to. There's literally something for everyone, no matter what you're into. Um, okay, so what was your highlight and uh, what was the thing you liked the most or the things that you didn't like, the highlights for me? I um, I really like, and I have to just overall applaud Harry and Megan for just doing what they felt was right. Um, and them explaining like why they felt like they needed to move on with their lives and break away from, um, you know, get out of that area, um, that toxic environment for themselves. And also Harry explaining that he didn't want to put his family in, um, in a situation that he'd already seen played out with his mother. Like, talk about a man like standing up for his family like really standing up for his family and not just doing what is tradition and what is expected of him. Like he was like, you know what? This is my wife. She's going to be the mother of my children and they come first. And you, whether, you know, the monarchy or the, the, what does she call it? She calls it the, um, the institution sometimes or something like that. They don't care about us. They care about optics. You know, maybe they care about us, obviously, in a familial way, like your family and like we love you and that kind of way. But as far as optics go and as far as keeping this monarchy going, they don't necessarily care. You know, like they care about the machine keeping going at the same time. I'm more I'm more. And also, I like the whole idea that they're in the sunken place, that the rest of them are all in the sunken place and like they defected. So like I thought that was pretty amusing. So I think I was really surprised to hear how many black people did not agree with Meghan Markle. Really? And they were just like, how dare she complain? Like, girl, I, you know, people would pay to be in your position. I've, I've heard it quite a bit. And I was like, mm, I mean, I get what you're saying. So here's here's my question mm-hmm. for you. What if Meghan wasn't? a pretty semi-successful whatever she was actress what if she was just regular like jenny from the block homegirl from around the way who had dealt with this type of stuff who wasn't white passing right because that's the whole thing megan markle is white mm-hmm. passing right what if she wasn't do you so if she was you or me who has had to deal with racism in their lives on a regular basis whether it was passive mm-hmm. or aggressive or microaggressions We've had to deal with it. Would we have been as likely to speak out about the monarchy if, because, so basically one of the things that I've heard that was like, hmm, was she was a pretty girl who had grown up in a life of privilege and she was rich already. And then she married into this family. She had had very little adverse, like racist. No one had ever been racist towards her before because she's white passing. So was her family richer? May have been, I don't, I, I'm just, I'm just telling you what, what was like, a, so what someone said oh. to me they were just like she didn't grow up like poor by any mm. means um from what i from what i understand mm. um and then she was a pretty actress she you know people treated her that way so what if this is the first time she ever experienced this level of like racism 
and on a public front where everyone is attacking her tabloids are saying this and they're coming at her this way if she was an everyday girl who had had to deal with it, if she wasn't white passing would she have felt as sad as she did would she have felt like oh my god i'm just going through so much right now i mean i guess it's an impossible question to answer we can't really know but um do you get what i'm saying like like would she have reacted as 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 much as she has is that what you mean i think so the the school of thought that i was that i was i heard or whatever was that because she was white passing this may have been the first time that she's ever had to deal with like blatant racism mm -hmm. from so many people all at one time and then answering every racist question and all those things but if she had experienced it more in her life maybe she could have dealt with it better right so in other words if harry so in other words if a if someone who was more like dark who was darker more obviously black and who had dealt with this in other words saying that if they were in her position they could have dealt with this better and they could make it and like they would be stronger to make this and to make it i don't think that's necessarily true okay yeah. and again it's not like it's just like a yeah. hypothetical situation because we don't yeah, know exactly. that's not gonna happen <laughs> that's so, not gonna happen damn that, right? we don't know you don't know maybe as of right Listen. now that's what i'm saying i'm it's not like they're gonna go back after all this. They can't go back. Listen, that door Kate is and what's his name's kids might be like. Listen, it's a new generation. They're <laughs> right. So we may get to see this play out a little bit more yeah. in the future, and maybe they'll handle it better then. But I think what what bothered me the most, and I was talking to you know my best friend about this, and she was just like, nope, 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 nope. That's victim blaming. Um, you know, people are are blaming her for feeling the way that she feels and saying that she's not justified to yeah. her feelings. And that is victim blaming right there. Like that, that's, that's the same thing as if someone, something happens to someone, if they're, you know, if they yep. have some act of violence committed against them and somehow they're at fault, they shouldn't have been what yep. they were. They shouldn't have worn what they worn. It, it, that's ridiculous. It doesn't change the act that happened. And the fact that she wanted to not be on this earth because of everything that she was going through, whether she's experienced it before, whether she's going to experience it again in the future, it shouldn't matter. Like she shouldn't have gone through that in the first place. And how we would have handled it doesn't matter because this is her exactly story. and so yeah a hundred percent anyway a hundred percent yeah i i totally agree with your friend and i think i feel so strongly about this just because i've had so much of it in my life of people trying to tell me how to feel when to feel just a history of that and how i should feel about certain situations and things like that and it's just it's not fair it makes you feel crazy almost it doesn't not, not almost it makes you feel crazy it makes you feel like you're not like you're like there's something wrong with you and like you're not reacting the way you're supposed to be reacting and like you're not safe in your own being and that's not fair like you're entitled to your feelings you're entitled to feel how you feel and that girl, like, if she, it doesn't matter your stature in life, you feel lonely, feel, feel that loneliness, you know, like, they're like, oh, you mean she was in uh, this beautiful castle with like maids and, you know, um, everything at her beck and call and, you know, this beautiful, this and that, everything that she wanted, she could have had anything and she was still lonely and she was bored. And, and I'm just like, damn let that girl live her life like if she was if she felt that way she felt that way for a reason like 
fuck y'all doing? Like, I feel bored. People could look at me and look at our lives and very easily say the same exact thing about us. You know, like, it just, it's a matter of perspective, but, you know, that's why I said, don't, don't, I don't think people should do that to each other. Be respectful of other people, whether you walk that same path or not, like, it, it's not your journey. Unless they're asshats, why like Pierce Morgan and Aaron Osborne, <laughs> and now Cindy Lauper. The list goes on Wait, on. hold on. The one part that I did not like and absolutely hated was the part <laughs> where she they did the whole they were talking about Little Mermaid and she was like, well, Little Mermaid and like then the Little Mermaid got her got her voice back and she got like her prince and she married the prince and it was happily ever after and I was like and this is where I yeah literally I hate listen <laughs> the last thing I'm gonna be very blunt i you know she's writing a children's no book. oh that's beautiful that's great i i want to write a children's book like that's on my mind like i i love children's stuff like that what i hate are grown-ass people that talk like that like i also hate grown-ass people that get engaged in front of like what is it magic kingdom and stuff like that at disney world and like have their big ass weddings at, at magic kingdom and stuff like that and no so did you like when they did those, um, what was it, like the surprise, what was it called? Um, flash, flash mobs, yeah. Flash mm -hmm. mobs. Did, would you like that, like if someone proposed that way? I only waited for one night. No. Double your play. No, okay. I take it that's a no? It would have to be something like, super, like way more cool, like, it better be way different. Like, it could be a flash something, but it would have to be flash something else. Okay, so this is thriller. See, that would be baller. But, like, <laughs> you would have to scare the shit out of me at the same time. Like, the full makeup. Like, like I literally would see people like, coming out of the ground. Out. Like, somebody, like, they okay. put, like, tubes, like, so people could breathe underground. Like, you would have to scare the shit out of me. Good to know. I mean, not that no one, I mean, I, I'm not planning your proposal because you are already wiped up. I could deal so, with another proposal, yeah. but you could plan to scare me like just a random scare. Yeah, I don't like to scare people because I am so easily scared. I got scared of my shadow the other day, legit shadow. Okay, I get you put a bug near me, scared. I don't, Bugs are I don't, gross. I don't like That's being legit. scared. I don't like being scared. I don't scare other people. Like I, I'm. That's never gonna be. I'm never gonna be that type of prankster. <sighs> I'm more of a. You know what? That's not true. I, I have been known to like sneak into the shower and throw cold water on people, turn the light off, hide in places, jump out and scare them. I, I have been known to do that. Okay, so yeah, maybe. So maybe really quick. Won't rule it out. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Just FYI. I invite things like that, and I would appreciate it for birthdays, Christmas, Halloween, anytime. Honestly, it's even better if you just don't even do it for a holiday. Just randomly do it. Just be like, Jabby, we're just going to go hang out, whatever. Boof! Like, love it. Anyways, so before we close out, I just wanted to read this to you. So I found this BuzzFeed comment, and I thought that it was really interesting. Okay. This person said, um, the monarchy as an institution is inherently racist. A monarchy implies by virtue of birth, some people, royals, are superior to others. That includes all subjects of the royals, including the people of color that were colonized by the British monarchy. 
Racism is rooted in a sense of superiority. As a commoner and a woman of color, Megan was seen as inherently inferior. The institution was willing to make her seem low, to make Kate rise in comparison because at least Kate wasn't black. They were willing to lie to protect Kate, like the story about Meg making her cry before the wedding, but they weren't willing to tell the truth to protect Megan by re revealing it was the reverse. There's more after that, but whatever. Then there was a whole thing about Archie being denied a title and all this stuff. Like, and some people say, well, he wasn't entitled to one, but like all of it's a whole thing. Anyway, uh, we're not going to get into all the rules and regulations. We all know that she was treated unfairly. Her child was going to be treated unfairly. And her husband, if anything, if no one else understood what that was going to be like, did not want to bring his son into a world, you know, where he was raised to feel like that or to be treated that way or to be, you know, to have such a have such a, a magnifying glass on their lives forever yeah. and ever and ever. Um, so they decided to leave. And they decided to put their family first and their love for each other and their love for their kids and to step away from something that they know is yep. toxic and can has literally led to the death of one of their parents. Yep. So he, he stood by his woman. He was like, nope, not today, not now, not ever. So no. my last question to you, Doreen, my royalist, do you think the monarchy is racist? I think the monarchy is... The royal family, I think that they have had such a sequestered life from commoners that they've probably forgotten how to be around everyday people. Um, I think that they are probably have some prejudices that they needed to be educated on. I'm not going to say they're inherently racist, but they are a very controlling family. So anything that doesn't fit into their little perfect little box, it, anyone who doesn't fit in that little mold that they created mm -hmm. is going to have a problem, whether they're black, whether they're white, whether they're doesn't matter. Anyone who doesn't fit in the mold is going to have mm -hmm. problems. Um, so I think that the royal family is problematic in the way that they have led their lives and the way that their children are raised um, and the way that the, like the news and paparazzi and the tabloids and how they document them and how they, they harass them. I think that it's problematic and there, there probably is, this is probably a wake up call for them to start trying to mm -hmm. change. Um, and, but we, again, we don't know what happens behind those closed okay. doors. So yeah. All right, cool. Well, guys that is it that is uh our take on the craziness of oprah's interview with harry um and megan markle um i mean sorry harry with four names harry charles albert david so i guess her name is megan david or is it megan albert david megan markle albert david i don't know how she hyphenated it or if she just left markle i don't know whatever but listen, so um, thanks again for listening, everyone. Um, we really appreciate the support. If you are new to the show, please go back, take a listen to our old episodes. Um, they are just as fun as this one. Some of them are a little bit crazy. I mean, actually all of them are a little bit crazy because we're kind of crazy, but um, soon we're actually gonna be revamping those episodes. So we'll have new audio um, quality out on those. So yay, that'll be fun. Um, we have some exciting things coming up. We'll have some YouTube videos coming up. Yay. Everything is yay. Um, big things popping. Big things. Big things coming. <laughs> um, but either way, um, also, again, catch us on Patreon. 
Um, we are under, I think, Ebenistas, the Ebenistas, one of those things. I can't, I don't have it in front of me right now. I'm terrible. But um, check us out. Um, support us. Indie podcast means indie solutions. So uh, hook us up. You know, we're no shame to the game. We need some help. We like this. We love what we're doing. We want to keep doing it. So um, on Patreon, you do get exclusive content, uh, some exclusive episodes, and you'll get to hear the unedited versions of these episodes. So that'll be fun because we say a lot of dumb shit in between takes. So uh, that's rude. That's rude. That's fine. Because now I'm going to edit in all those weird faces and things that you do on camera. I'm still cute. It's okay. Cool. That's fine. That look of horror that you were just talking about, like, what, 20 minutes ago? Okay. Oh, when you, like, sneak attack uh-huh. recorded me, and I was, like, in the middle of a stretch, and I was like, oh, are you ready? <laughs> no. Yeah. No, I am not. Yeah, you're still cute. You said you were still cute. <laughs> you are still cute. Very cute. All right, guys. We'll catch you later. Have a good one. Bye. Do you never be wrong? The Ebenezer's Podcast was created, written, recorded, and produced by Jabby and Doreen. Theme music by Chris Black of Truck Music Productions.